Hi everyone, it's exactly 6 p.m. Nigerian time, so we'll be starting our event now. If you've not um, shared the link with your friends or your followers and tech, kindly do so now because we have our guest up. Uh, 
Okay, so um, today's topic is going to be on design, right? You know, we are always here to serve you. And I'm your host, Ira Inkechi Omolola. And today's topic is going to be inclusive design, making products for everyone, how you can make your products to be for everyone, right? And not just um, building stuff that is for limited people. And that's why we have brought our guest here, Rachel Aluko. Rachel is a product designer, a content creator driven by an unwavering passion for crafting meaningful user-centric experience. As a lifelong learner, she thrives on exploring new ideas, continually experimenting with design to push boundaries. And Rachel is the co-founder of Solobook, a company that utilizes AI to empower female solo travelers by providing relevant reviews. Wow. Fun fact about Rachel is she's a big Marvel fan. Favorite Avenger is Iron Man. Hmm. So, 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 let's make welcome our guest, Rachel Alco, co-founder of Solobook. Hi, hi, Rachel. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm excited to be here and just share insights on inclusive design. Thank you so much, Errol, for inviting me on here to just share stuff with your audience. You're welcome. And thank you for accepting our request and invitation thank you so much we are glad to have you here because i know you're going to be dishing out information that's going to help the community so thank you for accepting our invitation so let's get started um maybe you could yeah, want to have given <laughs> we've given brief introduction about you so maybe we could just like go straight into today's topic, inclusive design, making products for everyone. So um, we'll start by you just giving us brief introduction on inclusive design, like what's really inclusive about the design? Like we really want to know that you can have the floor to sharing your screen, your slide and all of that. Let me know where you can see it. Oh yes, I can see. and. I've accepted yeah. your screen. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Can you see it? Yes, my screen. Yes, I can. <laughs> can't be back to getting so much screen life. when it comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's life awesome. Hello, everyone. Um, okay, awesome. Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel, and today I'm going to be talking to you about inclusive design, making products for everyone, and. We're basically going to run through this outline, um, Black Panther. Of course, you're wondering why I have Black Panther first on my slide, but obviously, as Ira has introduced, I love um, MCU, so I'm going to explain why it all makes sense and who am I, what is inclusive design, inclusive design versus accessibility, examples in physical world, examples in digital world, and I'm also going to be giving you some resources, then go into like Q&A. start off with this story and it's called black panther so if you're ever a fan of mcu or you watch the mcu series 
Um, Black Panther is not my favorite Avenger. Not to dissuade anyone whose favorite Avenger is Black Panther. My favorite Avenger is Iron Man. But there was something different about Black Panther when it came out. Everybody felt um, a sense of belonging when Black Panther came out. It was different. Black people felt a different way. I remember in Nigeria, there was even like some sort of premiere where there was like a really big premiere and everybody dressed up and went all out. It was just very different for for us as 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 black people because now we had like our own superhero that looked like us. We had different people that looked like us, and there was just that inclusivity in it. That oh, okay, it was not just Iron Man and um and um, Captain America and Thor and all of the other Avengers. We had somebody extra that looked like us, and that made the MCU series more inclusive and as you can tell from the numbers so the last movie the MCU series has like a lot of movies but the last movie before Black Last but as at the time Black Panther was released that grossed 1.344 billion and I can tell you how much um inclusive design has power over people or has the the power to influence people to make more decisions and that's what we're going to be talking about today, the importance of inclusive design. So I'm just going to give you a quick brief of who am I and uh, yeah, just so you know me. So my name is Rachel and I'm a product designer and content creator. Um, I like to create products that are usable, useful for everyone. And in terms of content creator, I create content about um, product design, I create content about tech in general, and most recently about AI. Everybody wants to know about AI, so I created content about AI and just general things that people should know as a designer. Um, concerning my education, I have a bachelor's degree in computer science, and I recently completed my master's in user experience and service design. I'm also really big on community. I'm a part of different communities. I'm a part of the ADP list community where I serve as a host and um, host to for speakers on the event. I also started up um, with some other people, a society called UUUX here in the UK. And I'm just really big on community because I feel like as designers, having a community to ask questions to help you out on different things is just really great. Having people that you know that you're on the same level with, or maybe just somebody a step ahead of you, it's just really great to have people like that in communities. And fun fact about me, I obviously love Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man is my favorite Avenger. I almost always have this in every slide. So Iron Man is my favorite Avenger. And I'm very picky, even with food. I'm a picky eater, but when it comes to chicken, I will literally dance at the size of very good chicken and I love chips. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Thank you. What is inclusive okay. design? So basically, I'm sorry. So what is inclusive design? So inclusive design means creating products that understand and enable people of all backgrounds and ability. It addresses disability, age, economic situation, geographical location, language, race, and more. And one question you might ask is, what's the difference between inclusive design and accessibility? And inclusive design is more of an umbrella terms in terms of accessibility. Accessibility basically covers people with disability, but inclusive design goes more beyond that. Apart from people with disability, there are people with 
other different things like socioeconomical background, like um, religion, race, and all of these other things. And that's what inclusive design does. Inclusive design covers all of these people and make sure that whatever product you're designing or you're building covers or has a part to play for these different um, scenarios that we have. And what are the characteristics of inclusive design? So with inclusive design, it has to be usable. It has to be usable for everyone. Everyone that comes to use your product or that wants to use your design has to be able to use that design that it makes them, it doesn't make them feel as if, oh, I'm bad because I tried to use this design. Design do not work, so I'm a bad user. You don't want to design things like that. Or maybe ethical design. We all know that with ethics or with social norms is different. Like in Nigeria, you don't call somebody that is elderly bad. By name, or here in the UK, call everybody by name, whether a person is elderly, a person is 60 or is 90. So, you want to take things like that into consideration. Um, equitable design, making sure that you're designing for every scenario, and last but not least, accessible design. So, accessible design is making sure you're including people that have different types of disabilities. And whether we like it or not, at one point in our life, we'll have some form of disability, and I'll explain what that means later. So here's what I mean. So um, Microsoft has the inclusive design toolkit, which I'm also going to leave in the resources later on. This inclusive design toolkit gives like an introduction into how to design for inclusive design. So there is like um, permanent scenario, temporary and situational. We have the move, see, hear and speak and cognition. So these are the ways we feel or these are the ways we sense things. So say, for example, for permanent, so it could be somebody had an accident and they had to amputate that lamb, the, the person's limb, or temporary, the person just had like a broken ankle, or situational where oh, it's a parent carrying an infant and because they're carrying their baby, they can't do anything at that point in time. So it's just for that particular point in time, it's just situation. But at that point in time, it's almost as, as if that person is disabled for that period of time. So these are things that we don't really take into consideration. But once you start to look at things from this angle, you realize that, oh, there are a lot of things that goes beyond just designing for just one person that has everything all right with them. There are also times that you have situational disabilities that just because, oh, I'm carrying somebody, I can't do something else just because I'm carrying somebody. Or because I'm holding two things, I can't pick up the phone. Just simple things like that makes us design better products. So we also see in case of in case of saying somebody can be blind permanently or just have an eye infection temporarily, or they have like this sun on this on their face and they can't really see what is in front of them. And in terms of hearing, person can be deaf or using a hearing aid or just having noise cancellation headphones and in that period, they blocked out all of the noise around them. It's just situational, it's just for that period of time. Or speaking, the person can be non-verbal or have a throat infection or could be like a foreign language, somebody coming to like a foreign country and they're speaking a different language. At that point in time, the person doesn't understand what is going on around the person. For all the person you know, they can be saying, oh, uh, we're going to sell this person. But the person doesn't know because the person doesn't understand the language. Again, that is situational. Yeah, it's just happening sure. because of that person is around that particular environment. Then cognition. So there is like dyslexia where um, people have or struggle with reading or with numbers. And there is also concussion. Say a person had an accident and at that point in time, the person is not just okay. Or the person is just tired. And the person, there's just sometimes that you're tired and you feel like, I can't comprehend what is going on just because I'm just too tired to comprehend it. Again, it's just situational. A good sleep will fix that. And the next day, you can comprehend whatever is going on. 
Then I also wanted to give examples of wow. um, examples of inclusive design in physical world. I wanted to start off with physical world before going to digital world. So um, I'll start off with um, Fenty Beauty. So as a lady, this is probably something that's really, really important to me. So Fenty Beauty came out and one of the big reasons why it really, really blew up is because of how many different shades they had. So before makeup producers or cosmetic companies, they used to really cater to a lot of black women. So what a lot of black women used to do is mix up different shades. They would have to mix up two, three or four shades for them to get their own particular shade. But imagine going to like the store and knowing that, oh, can get my own shade of makeup in my own shade exactly. And you can see like different range of shades that they have. So they try to cover and make sure that the product was very inclusive for each and everyone. No matter how black your skin is, or no matter how fair your skin is, you have a shade for you. Then the boss. So um, imagine a mother with a pram. That's situational in terms of what the problem is now. A mother with a pram and the baby is in the pram and she's trying to enter the bus imagine if there was not like some sort of letdown that helps the mother just push the baby onto the onto the bus easily or even somebody with a disability that has to use a wheelchair this is very easy for the person to get on and off the bus and even very easy for a mother to push the pram on and off the bus again in the mother's situation it's a situational. By the time that child is grown, she won't need to have a pram again. Or on days she doesn't have that child with her. She doesn't need the pram and she doesn't need this. But on days she does, this is very, very important and very, very valuable to her. And for somebody that has a disability, they will always need this. But that means that they can always get on and off the bus, even without any help. And I also wanted to talk about um, examples from digital and from graphic design. So I started off my career as a graphic designer before moving into product design. And one of the things I learned as a graphic designer, one of the very first few things is designing for people that looks like me. So in Nigeria, you see a lot of flyers and they design flyers, but you see what people on the flyers. How do you want people exactly to relate to those flyers? What if we had black people that looked exactly like them? Then now the situation becomes more relatable to them and they probably take up more time to read the flyer. So it's the little things like this that makes a lot of sense to people and makes people want to use your product or know that, oh, you have a space for me. So Duolingo is one of my favorite apps. And I didn't exactly notice this feature until I was in a party one day and I wanted to keep up with my streak. So in trying to keep up with my streak, I was in the party and there was this part where I was supposed to listen to a word. I'm currently learning Swedish, by the way. Um, I was supposed to listen to a word and because I was in a party, there was so much noise. I could not hear it and I didn't have like earpiece on my earpods on me. And there was just this button just below that said, can't listen now, tap. And I'm like, oh, curiously. And I tap it. And the next screen that comes up says, oh, we'll skip a listening lesson exercise and then we'll show you that exercise again in 15 minutes. So that way, I didn't need to miss my streak in order to complete an exercise. I could go on to the next exercise that did not require me to listen, that I could just type in words. And that's just something that I just completed my streak that day. It seems very little, but... That was situational at that point. At that point, it was like situational deafness because there was so much noise at the party and I just wanted to complete my streak so that I don't forget. But 
this way duolingo helped me complete to complete my street by telling me oh even if you can't listen now you can type in the words for your your lessons and just carry on with it so it's simple things like this that make products really good and as you know duolingo is a really good product another product i really really love is shazam and one of the reasons why i love shazam is i'm a music person and I hear music in weird places or in movies. I feel as if I get my music from movies or in weird places, like in a taxi and the music comes up on um, on the radio. And I try to find the name of that music and you just can't find it. Shazam is an app I really use. I love Shazam. Sort of asking somebody, oh, what music is that? I'd rather just use Shazam than ask somebody. So, so one day I was using Shazam and there there was no internet and i noticed this also there was no internet and obviously if there's no internet you expect that you can't do anything with it but there's this feature on shazam where if there is no internet it tells you oh don't worry there is no internet but we're going to save that sound for you offline and once you come back online we'll look for that song for you and add it to your shazam again this is situation at that point oh, there was no internet wow. so even though i played my shazam for it to listen to the song it could not tell me exactly what song it was, but it had saved it for me and told me once I come back online, it's going to help, help me find the song. And this was like mind blowing for me since I found that sure. I could do this. I'm like, this, I can't pick between Shazam and Duolingo, which is my favorite app, to be honest, because these two apps, I always just see new things and I'm like, sure. this is just amazing. But it just tells you how far they've thought ahead of things and how far they this is like this included, yes they've included everyone in in the equation to be sure that oh if you don't have internet you still you can still use our app that means i'll keep on Get coming back done. to use shazam, the better words yes sure. even if i don't have internet i know shazam will save it for me so it's, it's a kind of conscious um it makes me always come back to the app, right? As you can tell, I have a lot of Shazam. I have about 180 on it. So it's an app I wow. really use almost every time. Anytime I'm out and I hear a song, I don't ask anybody, but I know the song because I know my Shazam will listen to it for me and just keep it for me. And it's just something that has just been really helpful for me as somebody that is a music lover. And I can just be walking on the streets and I just hear a song. I just pull out my app and push Shazam. Shazam listen to it, even if I don't have internet. It keeps it on the side for me, and I'm good. So simple things like this are what makes your products really great. Another example is AI. AI is really big now, and with AI being big, is is also like what kind of data is fed into AI. And I'd come across, I could not exactly find that particular article, but this is like a similar one. I'd come across an article earlier on. I'd been at an event, and somebody had mentioned it of how one of the first AIs they had, they had built to sort out CVs was not sorting out the CVs right. And here's why. It was being biased. It was sorting out women and only submitting the CVs of men to the recruiters and removing the women away from, from the wow. pile. So it was sorting out the CVs and it removed women away from the pile but keep the men on it. It was obviously being biased. So sometimes we unintentionally feed our buyers into even products that we design or create. I'm sure the person that designed it or created it didn't, didn't have that intention at first, but it was it was unintentional, but, but that was what it became. So in designing products and in 
creating or building products, one very important thing is to note that we all have different biases and okay. the the problem you are trying to solve, you're not the user, even though you have a very similar problem, you're not the user. That's why research is very important. You need to talk to people, talk to different people. What do they think about the product? Let them test it, ask them questions, rather than trying to just figure it out on your own. Yeah. So it's simple things like this that make people feel better about themselves and make them come back to use your product. So imagine having to use an AI AI trying to get a job and it sorts out your CV. That that would be very painful just because you're a woman. That would be really painful. And they're like just simple things like that. So we all have, like I mentioned, we all have different type of biases, but our goal as designers is to ensure that we don't put our bias. We put our bias away and make sure that we're actually solving problems for our users and designing for our users. And resources, have we cleared a few resources? that you would need um there is the inclusive design microsoft microsoft has like a huge library of inclusive design i've included links i'm sure to share the links then i've also included some few articles about inclusive design that you need to know inclusive design examples and obviously the article about the ai that doesn't like parents or sorts out cities for women um i also wanted to mention a figma plugin called Ali11Y. In terms of inclusivity and also accessibility, um, something that is very important to us is like colors and fonts as designers. And one Figma plugin I use as a designer is called Ali11Y. I always use that to test my accessibility. So I also wanted to include that as a resource. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Wow, 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 wow. Yes, we have questions for you, Rachel. I was just waiting for you to just finish. Then I'm going to share the questions with you. Thank you so much for giving us this information. It's quite informative okay. indeed. Thank you so much. So um, let's go straight to the first question. How do you measure the effectiveness of inclusive design in projects? how do one measure the effectiveness so, of inclusive design in projects? So first of all, I think a very important way to measure would be doing research. So remember again, you are not the user. Okay. So you have to talk to people that are the user and let them give you feedback to be sure that this design fits them, whatever solution you create, you created fits them or works for them. Then from there, you can get feedback to say, oh, I think it works for me, but it would be better if it was this way or if it was that way. So you need to do research with your users. You need to do some sort of usability testing with your users. That means test with your users. Um, in terms of products, you with usability testing, you give them the software and ask them to use it. Then you ask them questions from that. Oh, how did you find using it? Was it easy to use? What did you find difficult? And just basically ask them questions, then gauge what their answers were, and also ask them feedback. Oh, how can we make this product better for you? What do you think we should add, or what do you think we should remove to make it better for you? So basically, you just need to do research, and you need to test with your users to be sure that you have everybody included in whatever design your product you've created. Okay, thank you so much for um, answering that. So um, let me ask the next question because um, the community members already shared some questions. So um, can you discuss ethical considerations involved in inclusive design? And this person is particular on privacy and autonomy. 
So again, in terms of ethics, it depends. So like, for example, in the UK, there's like GDPR where you can discuss people's data. Okay. You, can, you can do this, you can do that. I remember I had a call while I was doing my master's in, I had a job while I was doing my master's in the uni as um, a master's student and it was a call center job. And during that period, they had students come in for clearing. And one of the rules was if a parent should call to ask for the results of their son or their daughter, you're not, you're not allowed to give that parent the results because of GDPR rules. The only way you can give that parent the results is if the son or the daughter gives an okay to say, I am here. You have to literally talk wow. to the son or daughter and person says, I am wow. here and this is my parent. And please give, allow my parent to hear my results. That's the only way. So there has to be laws in place for things like there's for there to be ethical consideration once there is no law there is no rule so there has to be law in place for places like the uk europe and us that there are laws for things like this that you really have to take those things into consideration but for other places where there are no laws or rules you're it's like free will you can just do as you like but once there is a law and there's a rule you have to take into consideration and that was how it happened we had parents calling to say oh i need a like no you need to give us you need to give us some sort of um, confirmation. And they say, oh, I'll call back because my son is away or my daughter is away. But that's how strict GDPR rules are. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so um, cases like that now, the designers need to put in place the consideration before they can make designs available. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so say for example, yeah, so okay, for ahead. example, inform the parents ahead of time that, or if you're going to be calling for your son or daughter, make sure they send us some sort of confirmation ahead. Okay. Okay, thank you for clarity on that. Um, next question is, um, you know, when you're talking about this inclusivity, you're just mentioning inclusivity, rather, you... Um, I think there, there are challenges or barriers that designers will definitely face, right? When it comes to inclusivity, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so I said mm -hmm. I, I know that there are yes, challenges and barriers that designers are going to def definitely face when trying to um, create inclusive design or put inclusivity in place while designing. So would you like share with us some of the design design yeah. barriers that um, or barriers that can affect designers while trying to put in place inclusivity in um, in designs? Because I, I know you um, made mention so one, maybe some which is barriers, this ethical consideration. Enough. Okay okay yeah so i also i also think it's probably not knowing your users enough not knowing the kind of users you have enough you need to know what kind of users you have in terms of um say for example if you have 50 percent or 60 percent of people with um some sort of eye strain that are using your products you know you have to take um accessibility 
variety with colors and fonts really really top-notch and really serious things like that so it's basically knowing what kind of users you you have knowing what kind of users you are what's the percentage of users that use your product what's the demographic of users that use your product so design you make for like say for like gen z would different from like design you make for like um the boomers or maybe even millennials i've seen maybe millennials and gen z are still like somehow the same wavelength but the design you make for a gen z will not necessarily appeal to somebody that is like a boomer because they're in different generations they they see things differently they their 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 purchasing power is also different um, somebody that is in gen that is a gen z might not have enough purchasing power as somebody that is a boomer that is grown has a job has settled down and all of that so it's basically knowing your users you need that's why research is very very important it might seem very cliche whenever people say research research is important but it is that's the only way you're going to know what kind of people you're trying to sell to or what kind of people you're trying to create products for or design products for wow thank you so much so uh i think these are the few questions I got from the community members. Uh, but do you have any um, like advice for yeah. designers that are designing and they really want to put inclusive design in place so as to make the products for everyone? Yeah, sure. Again, knowing what kind of users you have is very important one to make use of tools um i mentioned like figma plugin like the early one where there are a lot of figma plugins you can use to make sure your design is very inclusive and um, ask people around you sometimes people think research has to be oh i need to get a particular person that is far away from me no it can be people around you that can help you test out things that can give you feedback on things um ask people use make use of people around you i think it's very important i think we sometimes forget the importance of like the community around us we always want to shy away from things and as a designer i'm i'm, I'm also like that i don't like to show my work i like to keep my work until i'm finished everything has to be perfect all of my t's has to be dotted and the eyes has to be there but sometimes getting feedback very early is very important and it also means that you don't have to do so much work once you get feedback in the beginning it means that oh you can quickly go back to the drawing board and you're not angry with the person that gave you feedback after doing like so much work and they gave you feedback like oh okay i wish i'd asked at the beginning so feedback is also really important ask for feedback from people what do they think about this how do they think you can improve it and just basically um i think there is also like like importance of community if you have senior designers around you ask them questions or even junior designers i think sometimes everybody's always like oh I need a senior designer. I need a senior designer. But sometimes, junior designers or even designers on the same level as yourself see things differently. They are just new in the industry, so they are still yeah. They still have like that wide eyes, and they see things differently. So I feel like feedback is really good. You should be able to get feedback from everybody. But feedback is also you don't have to implement every feedback. You have to weigh the pros and cons of whatever feedback that you get okay thank you so much rachel thank you so much for helping us break down this topic inclusive design really because a lot of persons a lot of designers would just be designing because it's fine because it's good without putting this into consideration inclusivity yeah. it's actually 
a key criteria while designing because it makes the products yeah it makes products for everyone so thank you for breaking it down i really enjoyed the section you trying to use things that can <laughs> keep one stay on the program and enjoy while at the same time catching catching the the key things you're sending to them thank you so much and i'm <laughs> sure everyone has learned the designers please yeah try to put inclusivity into consideration when designing because your product needs to be for the user right you need to make it for everyone that is the user for the product so as to ensure that because really i think it's it's it's, it's actually not important anymore the product is not important when the product is really not for the actual users it's it's, it's of no use right no matter how beautiful it is it's of it no does. use yeah so thank you so much for sharing information rachel it's good to have you here thank yeah you. thank you so much yeah <laughs> Hi, I, I, everyone. You've heard from Rachel. Uh, she's spoken on making products for everyone. Really, really, really designers. You need to help the game. Like you need to ensure that while designing, your product needs to be for the actual users. And um, the resources shared, I'll be sharing them in the youtube platform and also on um our podcast platform do well to follow us on our instagram do well to follow us on our twitter and also click the subscribe button on youtube we need you to subscribe we need your support there has to bring in more guests you know the platform is not for us the platform is for you you are why we are still doing this so please do well to subscribe to our platform and we'll keep bringing the best your way. Thank you so much to our great listeners and thank you to our subscribers. We really love you. Thank you so much for staying and subscribing and supporting and giving us more insight on what we can do to serve you better because really you are why we are here. Thank you so much and see you next episode as we always do for now bye let me give you some little uh music before we end today's episode Tech with Hero on Twitter, Tech with Hero on Instagram, Tech with Hero on YouTube. Just search Tech with Hero. We're everywhere. Do well to subscribe to our Instagram, Twitter, and also follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you all.